The A-List podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. And welcome to the podcast. We have Lauren Williams, uh, Atlanta Hawks beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. What's up, Lauren? What's going on with you, girl? What's up? I'm recovering from a bunch of excitement yesterday. Flew in from Miami back to Atlanta today, so... We're still sleepy, but we're here. Yeah. We're here. Yes, you are here. <laughs> and we appreciate you hopping on because I know the jet lag is crazy right now. So it really means a lot to have a real in the field perspective of what's going on and who the Celtics are about to play. Sure, I interrupted you. My bad, my no, bad. You keep running. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just telling them I selfishly already planned for this to happen. <laughs> last week on the pod, we did mention it would be Atlanta or... Miami and thankfully it's Atlanta but let's just start with your overall perspective of the Hawks right now I know it's a restructuring year for the team but what have you seen over the last few months as they've still tried to figure out what their identity is really yeah I wouldn't say so much that it's restructuring I think that they kind of um for the most part, understand that they have some talented guys. They just have to figure out how best to utilize them. And with Quinn Snyder in the fold now, I think they'll get a better idea or a better sense of the direction that they want this roster to go. I think over the last 20 games of the regular season, um, since Snyder took over, he's gotten a pretty good idea of maybe who he wants on the roster, who he doesn't want. And I know the Hawks would like to make sure that things are clarified as far as how much power Quinn Snyder has. And uh, he's, he says he just wants to be there to coach, but um, you know, it's still hard for me to believe that he won't have some sort of say in, in what, or some opinion of what he believes a championship caliber roster is. So I think this team is learning, but I wouldn't necessarily say that they're restructuring so much. And it seems that they're finally hitting some kind of stride and what a time for them to do it now that they're in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, along those same lines, Lauren, uh, you know, Trey Young uh, had, I, I thought, a really good game against Miami. 25 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, did a little bit of everything, uh, had his usual high number of turnovers, but that makes him like, you know, pretty much everyone in the top 10, top 15 in assists. They, they turn the ball. Right. But I'm curious, you, you touched on uh, Quinn Snyder just kind of really evaluating, uh, to some extent, who is going to be around beyond that. Where does Trey fit in that conversation? Because obviously, statistically speaking, he's the best player, but he would not be the first best player on a team to get moved and won't be the last. Where does he fit into, you know, what Quinn Snyder's vision is for this team going forward? I think Quinn has a lot of respect for the talent that Trey is. And I think they're still learning each other so much. And so I think going into the off season, this is going to be a huge off season to kind of figure out where Trey does fit into what Quinn's vision of this system should be. Um, and of course we know Trey comes with the reputation of being a guy who can get coaches bumped, moved, whatever you want to say from their post. But I think this is, this is going to be a chance for him to show that, you know, he can, he can fit into what a coach who has taken a team like the Utah Jazz to the playoffs multiple times, um, what that demands. And so this is a chance for him to mature and, and grow up. And if, 
he doesn't, then, you know, perhaps like you said, he, he's a point guard that will be on the move and it's another team might be able to come in and scoop him up. But it's, it's still hard for me to believe what the market will be for a guy who has the reputation that he does. Hmm. And I like, I want to kind of go and dig further into Trey. Like Trey seems to be like, he came into the league. He was mm-hmm. this fresh faced, you know, Steph Curry, like, player Mm -hmm. where it was like oh how cute he's just a little guy who shoots 40 footers you know he was just this guy that everybody loved and then and no one knew how well he was going to do then he ended up obviously being very good doing very well making all-star teams and leading but now there's this like like Sherrod said kind of coach killer reputation is is Trey a guy who at this stage is he about his numbers? Does he want to win? Does he only want to win his way? Is he delusional in terms of his talent? Like getting to know him over the year, like what, how would you type, you know, is he a, is he just a guy who just has had a couple of coaches that just, just happenstance with Nate McMillan and Lloyd Pierce just didn't get, a, like it just didn't work. And both, mm-hmm. you know, how would you, what kind of guy is Trey, and, you know, is he a winner or is he a guy that's like, listen, I got my 35, 15 assists. I'm good. I think it's that second to last point that you made where it's it just might be happenstance that Nate McMillan and Lloyd Pierce just weren't the right fit for the type of player that he is. Now, that goes back to my point, though, that if he and Quinn Snyder can't figure out what exactly is the best way to bring out the best in him, then I could see him being the guy on the move versus Quinn Snyder, who the Hawks went out convinced to come in with 20 or so games left in the season to try and get them into a championship, a perennial championship winning team, or at least a perennial playoff team. So I think he has a lot to prove right now, not so much as um, what he can do stats wise, because I think we know what that is. I think more so where Trey's sense of growth is, is being that mature leader that we just haven't necessarily seen just yet. And that doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be a rah-rah guy that uh, rallies his team around him, but he has to be the guy that can get everybody to buy in to what the coach is selling. And I think because he's the face of the franchise, he has a lot of pressure to, to rise to that occasion. And he just hasn't, hasn't done that yet. And I think it's just happenstance that the circumstances ended up being that the two coaches that were his first couple coaches in the league ended up getting bounced. But um, you know, he's, he's 24. If you think about it, two years removed from college. And most of us didn't even know who we were at 24 years old. So you want to give him a little bit of grace to kind of mature a little bit and, and figure things out. But, you know, the time is ticking on that, that aspect of him being the franchise player face of the franchise of the Atlanta Hawks. The exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS media network.